0: You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Abundant grace and mercy and peace are yours today in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Anybody have any secrets they'd like to share with everybody? Probably not. I want us to think about secrets today. Specifically, a secret. You know, secrets are incredibly powerful things. (laughs) Think about it. You know, when somebody says, don't tell anybody, but I'm just telling you first. (laughs) You You know, you perk up. You know, it's a powerful thing, you know. And uh, this this hasn't gone around yet, but uh, you know, you know, you, you want to be in the know. In the know, you want to be in in on the secret, not outside. So, in in a way, secrets kind of unite and divide. You know, we're the ones who who know the secret; they don't. You know, it unites and it divides. Powerful things. And so that has kind of an energy to it, to it, a life, a dynamic, and hard to keep. How how many have been a part of a surprise birthday party where it wasn't a surprise, you know? And, uh, well, here you have a birthday coming up, oh. you know, or I'll see you Friday. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that, you know. Parties, You know, we just let it out. Heart, secrets are hard, hard to keep, hard to keep. And we've been at parties, I, I remember being in like a, I think a a garage, we're all crammed into this garage. And you know, there's it's, it's kind of a tension, did anybody tell Fred? And is it really going to be a surprise? And there's tension, but there's also, it's, it's, it's just fun, fun waiting, waiting for the big moment. And if I were to say to you, you know, um, I'm going to share something with you this morning that I never shared before, and if I tell you, you're going to really know me in a fresh and different way. But I'm not going to. <laughs> but, but if God if God were to say that, I'm going to tell you a secret about me that in telling it, you will know something vital about me. You'll know my, my heart. So secrets are incredibly powerful. But secondly, the secret of God reveals the heart of God. The secret of God reveals the heart of God. Here again, these words from our epistle in verse 6. Paul's writing to them, and he'd spent a lot of time with them at the Corinthians, but he says, yet among the mature we, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of god which god decreed before the ages for our glory none of the rulers of this age understood this for if they had they would not have what crucified the lord of glory he says in verse 2, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I can tell that a number of you will remember this and some of you won't know, but there used to be a TV show called, I've Got a Secret, and it was, you know, the, the guest the special guest would have a secret, and then the panelists had so much time and so many questions to figure out that secret. And the secrets are all kinds of things. One guy, I remember, um, his great-great-grandfather had invented the hot dog. Another guy had been a business partner with Harry Truman in their clothing store. Another guy had dated, Marilyn Monroe. So you got this limited amount of time. But what we're looking at today said, God's got a secret. God's got a secret. And that's what he, 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 he says there. We impart a secret, Paul says, as God's spokesman. We impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God. And God had it in his mind. He's holding on to this secret uh, from uh, before the ages. Interesting phrase, before the ages. And what's it for? It's for our glory now and especially glory to come. So it's secret and it's hidden. But it's hidden in plain sight hidden, in plain sight. You know, Jesus talked about it all the time, and uh, and so often he would say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Are you paying attention? Are you getting it? Are you following me? Are you tracking? It's a secret, but it's hidden in plain sight. That's echoed then in the book of Revelation. He, Who has ears to hear? Let me hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That God wants to draw all to himself. Paul says, I decided, uh, NIV says, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Wow. What a declaration. And, and think of it, that, that event divides all of history. Everything led up to that event, death and resurrection of Christ, and everything since then is just flowing from that time. That's a pivotal point in all of history of the universe, that event. So Paul says, I determined to nothing among you. So Jesus Christ and Him crucified. For it, we see the the love of God and the and the life that He makes available to us. So why why keep repeating this? Why am I doing that? Well, because we need it. We. It becomes just like the wallpaper that you don't see anymore. It's and it, we need to repeat it because it is so counter to everything that cries out in us. Everything that cries out in us says, "If you if you get your act together, do your good thing." You know. Um, that's the way to get on with God. Then God will smile upon you, and then the gooder you are, the gooder He likes you. Let's say that, because um, that, that that's that's what's written in us. That's what it's all about: being being good, and then then God 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 is good with us. That's that's a theology of of glory. I get glory as I do my thing. But Paul here is declaring the theology of the cross. I decide to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That all things are ours in Christ and what He has accomplished in His death and His resurrection. So, secrets are incredibly powerful. The secret of God reveals the heart of God. But let's think about this. Paul is adamant about this. This is quite a statement. I decided, no, not, nothing among you except Jesus Christ in crucified. There's an urgency about it for him. Why? Because it, it requires focus. The challenge is to have concentrated focus on this message that he proclaims, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yesterday I did something I'd never done before. (laughs) I went on a bird-watching walk uh, with the Lower Columbia Basin Audubon Society on Bateman Island. (laughs) Behind us here. And uh, just wanted to see what that's like. And um, so walking along and the leader says, well, look at the hawk on the top of that tree. It's like a hundred yards away. Oh yeah, (laughs) a little smudge. Well, she comes with this big honkin' spotting scope. She said, I think it's a red-tailed hawk. No, it's a Cooper's hawk. Ah, <laughs> Cooper's hawk. What a thought. But, see, I'm just walking along. She's focused. She's focused. She said, Do you hear this? See that? Oh, look down in there. Look up there. You know, concentration, focus. And some of you, maybe guys who not only, have hunted with dogs and, you know, you release them, you know, they go go back and forth and, and then they, if, they're, if they're trained that way, focus, focus. So it's so hard to keep the main thing, the main thing. You know, that's kind of a cliche, we hear that, but it really is. That's really true. It's hard to keep the main thing the main thing. Businesses struggle with that all the time. You know, um, used to be every window in every house in America had a had a shade in it. Well, then along came blinds. Well, what happened? Lots of those, they and, and the shade companies had, knew that technology of blinds, but they said, no, we're in the shade business. Well. Many, many, many of them went out of business. They didn't realize they're in the room darkening business, and so their business is gone. And same thing with um, Swiss watchmakers. You know the intricate gears and Swiss Swiss movement and all this and that. Well, they early on, as I understand it, had the it was presented to them the technology for digital watches but they say no we're in the uh, precision gear business and it's passed them by everybody's wearing a digital watch they didn't realize they're in the timekeeping business you see it's hard to keep the main thing the main thing it really is it really is so, What is the main thing in your life? William Temple, a preacher, uh, Anglican preacher from last century, said this. It's very interesting, I've been thinking about it. Religion is what you do with your solitude. Religion is what you do with your solitude. In other words, when you just have time, with nothing, you know, pressing, where does your mind go? What do you daydream about? What's your focus? What's your preoccupation? Where does it go? See, all kinds of things beckon for our attention all the time. You know, it could be our, maybe we're concerned about our, our financial portfolio or, or our, our health, or what's going on with family, or are we considered a success, or friends, or sports? All kinds of things are beckoning for our attention. So it's it's hard to stay focused just because so much is yelling at us all the time. And so it needs repetition again and again that which we already know. So Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. But think about that. Why is that so crucial? Well, for one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified, that's the harshest word of law you can imagine law Because it says you're so messed up So self-oriented so polluted with sin so helpless so hopeless such a walking wreck That God said I had to do the ultimate and send my son my own son, to die in their place. It's the harshest word of law you can imagine. And you know what? It's the sweetest word of gospel you can imagine. You are loved so much. You are loved to such a degree. You are so precious to God. He regards you with such care. He wants to be with you, reconciled forever and ever you are that special to him that he says, I'm going to send my son to die the death they deserve. You see, that's why Paul says, I've determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's what we need. So there's a a particularity that beckons us. That's the key. See, yesterday morning I I was out for a walk with a bunch of other people, but that, that group leader was there for a particular purpose, to see those birds. See, Paul is incredibly particular here, isn't he? Focusing on that one person, that one event in all of human history, that it might sink deep within us. And so we need to hear it again and again. Jonathan Edwards, a preacher from the 1700s, said, "There's a there's a difference between having a rational judgment that honey is sweet, and having a sense of its sweetness." Understand what I'm saying? See, I can say Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, this sermon's getting a little long. Let's get it on with here. Um, <clears throat> Say, but that's something that we need to meditate on. Let it soak it up, taste it, experience it. Let it set a bonfire in our heart. Let it, let it warm us. Let it energize us. Let it permeate us. That's not just something we happen to know. I decide to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. From all ages, God's plan that I might be his, experience his glory with him forever. It's a secret at the center. It's the pearl of great price. It's a secret to be shared that makes all the difference in the world. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. We thank you for listening, and we invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmauspasco.org. M-M-A-U-S-P-A-S-C-O dot org.